My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there. And the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, remember our last Easter Sunday? We were all here, just no people, just screaming the mass, the, ma the church was closed. It is wonderful to see you here. So welcome back. Happy Easter. Our lives were changed in many ways. And these past 365 days have not been something that we would have asked for or even expected. Many of us have had to take up many crosses, many challenges we did not ask for, more Good Fridays than Easter Sundays. And many of us have had consequences of the pandemic that affect us so directly, so profoundly in loss. We've had losses. And then added to it a lot of uncertainty and unanswered questions. So here we are, Easter 2021. Maybe on this Easter Sunday, we feel like Mary Magdalene. We see the empty dark tomb, and we don't know where Jesus is. Or maybe we're like the other disciple, running faster to get to the tomb first. And then he recognizes and sees the meaning of the empty tomb. He recognizes what the resurrection is about. And then he believes. Or maybe we're like on the afternoon, on the way to Emmaus. The afternoon of the resurrection, sad, discouraged, but hoping that Jesus just meets us on the way. Wherever we are on our faith journey, the one thing I can tell you I think we can all agree on is that we're shaken. We're wounded. We're hurt by many things from the past year. And we could have moments like Mary Magdalene, like the beloved other disciple, 
or feel like we're just on the way to Emmaus, but I think we're a bunch of all of that at the same time sometimes. A little bit of all of them. Leonard Cohen, the late singer-songwriter, has one line that really hits me from the song anthem. There's a crack in everything, and that's where the light gets in. There's a crack in everything, and that's where the light gets in. This past year, we've had more than enough cracks. But those cracks through the darkness, through the woundedness, through the hurt, I think we needed those cracks. Because it's only through these cracks that we're able to break through the darkness, break through the hurt, break through the doubt, break through the questions we have. It's through the dark experiences that we're able to let the light shine in. It's the way we get to see the hope and joy of the resurrection and Easter. Father Greg Boyle, he's a Jesuit priest. For 25 years, he was a pastor in Los Angeles at one of the poorest parishes. It was right in the middle of two housing projects, lots of street violence and gangs, not a good place. And he wanted to do something about it. So he started Homeboy Industries. And the goal was to find employment for mostly ex-prisoners and gang members. He created jobs in many industries in Los Angeles, bakeries, restaurants, cafes, silk screening. He felt like the quickest way out of poverty and out of the prison cycle was to just give a well-paying job and to give people purpose, give people meaning in their lives. He's written a book called Tattoo of the Hearts, and here's a story from that book. He is moved by a line from the Acts of the Apostles. And the line is, we, in awe came over everyone. In awe came over everyone. He believes the measure of compassion is not in our service to those at the margins, the prisoners, the gang members. It's in our willingness in ourselves to have kinship with people. We make an intentional move towards people, an intentional move towards awe, and then we take giant steps away from judgment. So the story's about Jose. Jose was asked to speak at a training session for gangs, for 600 social workers. Jose was probably one of the people that they would serve late 20s, part of a substance abuse team at Homeboy. He was a man in recovery, a heroin addict, a gang member, and very tattooed. So he gets up and he casually says this. You know, I guess I could say that my mom and me, we didn't get along too well. I guess I was six when she looked at me and said, why don't you kill yourself? You're such a burden to me. The whole audience of social workers went silent. 
But he broke through that shock with a little humor. He says, maybe that sounds pretty bad, but it's worse in Spanish. <laughs> and he continued. You know, I guess I was nine when my mom drove me to Baja, California. And she walked me up to an orphanage. And she said, I found this kid. It was 90 days until his grandmother finally tracked him down and rescued him from the orphanage. And then he tells the social worker something even worse. My mom beat me every day. In fact, I had to wear three t-shirts to school every day. And then he loses his battle with his tears and he says, I wore three t-shirts well into my adult years because I was ashamed of my wounds. I didn't want anyone to see them, but my wounds are now my friends. I welcome my wounds. I run my fingers over my wounds. And then he looks at the crowd and he says, how can I help the wounded if I don't welcome my own wounds? And then awe came over everyone in that room. I think it's hard, easy for us to judge a person like Jose. Look at him. Prison, tattooed, a gang member, homeless, an orphan, a heroin addict, a man with many cracks and a pretty broken and wounded life. A life that most would say can't be repaired or fixed. There's a 500 year old Japanese tradition and what they do, and they've been doing it for over 500 years, they take old china that's cracked and broken, and they put it back together. And those broken pieces, the cracks are not hidden. What they've done, what they do is they fill it with silver and gold. The value is not the physical appearance or the need to replace it. It's taking something broken cracked and wounded in a way, and fixing it, and making it more beautiful, more beautiful than before when it was broken into many pieces. I think that's what Jose did. He took his broken pieces, he took his cracks, he took his wounds, he felt his wounds, he, he welcomed his wounds, and then he repaired his life, and he fixed himself, and he became more beautiful because of the wounds. He took the darkness and made it light. He took what was Good Fridays in his life, and he made them Easter Sundays. Bishop Robert Barron wrote a reflection on the resurrection in the Wall Street Journal this weekend. And here's what he wrote. And the title of this is Recovering the Strangeness of Easter. That gets your attention. When he first appeared to his disciples, the New Testament tells us the risen Lord typically did two things. He showed his wounds. And he spoke the word, Salom, peace. On one hand, we can't forget the depth of what the resurrection means. We only have to look at the wounds of Jesus. But then on the other hand, we know of God's love. 
His offer of shalom, his offer of peace, is greater than any possible sin of ours. And the amazing grace expressed beautifully by St. Paul, neither, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor anything present, nor anything to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever, ever separate us from the love of God. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Here at the Collaborative, I, I, I see such darkness break through with light. We see the sacrament of reconciliation. I mean, when I talk to Father Tom, Father Matt, or Father Mike, they do hours and hours of confessions. They take the sacrament, they take our broken pieces, and they help us put them back together through the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, Friday night, Father Matt was doing the uh, Passion of uh, over at Resurrection. He had done three hours straight, right? Three hours straight of, of confessions. And Father, we make it so available to us. They, they, they help us. And the Eucharist, I am in awe when I see people come out of the cold, out of the parking lots, often physically difficult, they come out seeking the Eucharist. And right here in the courtyard, there's people in their 90s that are here for daily mass, even in the cold. That's breaking through darkness and seeing light. And we see the adoration of the teams and, and overnight on Friday nights, people seeking the presence of Jesus. And all the families, they're coming back asking for the sacrament of baptism. We are almost sold out in May and June. And first penance and first Eucharist and confirmations will happen. And last night we saw Lauren and Felita, Patrick and Jennifer be fully, fully accepted into the Catholic Church. You see, when we open up ourselves to God's grace, we become more beautiful than before. We become more beautiful because of our wounds. And awe comes over all of us. So here's our faith message. The joy and hope of Easter is this, that through all the cracks, all of our wounds, no matter how deep they are, nothing will separate us from the love of Jesus. And things are not final, and they might seem in life irreversible. When things in our life are turned upside down, we always have the, the, the faith and the hope and the joy that life is over death, that evil is turned into love. And seemingly, when we look at weak, it's really powerful. In humility, it's valued. The last finished first, and God always has the last word. And all Jesus wants us to do as his followers is to rise with him. The final sentence of Bishop Barron's reflection on the Easter event is this. In the resurrection of Jesus, 
God has won the victory over sin, over corruption, over injustice, over death itself. This is the good news that issued forth from shock of the empty tomb on Easter morning. And it has echoed up and down the last 20 centuries. He is risen. He is truly risen. Hallelujah. Cause the guy